Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So let's label this story just when you think it's not possible. It can't get any worse It does. I read from Janet Moore's story in the Star Tribune. Construction of a tunnel in Minneapolis for the Southwest light rail line has revealed an impediment. This is where all of us are like, no, nobody, no, of course. What? Yeah. That could add even more expense and delay the $2.7 billion project, which, by the way, is a billion over budget. Contractors working in the much-discussed Kenilworth Corridor recently encountered what appears to be a large piece of concrete about three feet away from the foundation of Cedar Island's condominiums, which were built in the 1980s from repurposed grain silos. Now, there's going to be a legislative audit, a continuing legislative audit on this. and Later this month, we'll get... New number totals, again, already, wait for it, a billion dollar over budget. Representative Frank Hornstein, he's kind enough to join us. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. The representative has spoken bluntly and directly about Southwest Light Rail during this endless process and is willing to come on today. And, Frank, I appreciate your time. When you first found out about the latest, what was your immediate reaction? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for uh, shining a light on this very important story. You know, I first found out the way you and everyone else first found out, through the news media. Uh, You know, the Met Council didn't even call uh, the legislators who are involved in uh, transportation uh, to give them a heads up. And so, you know, that's problem number one here. And, you know, we've had issues with accountability and transparency uh, from day one on this project. And so here we go again. I thought your introduction was was very apt. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse or it couldn't get any more expensive or more problematic, here we are. So, you know, I found out the same way you and and all of your listeners found out. So let's pick up on that. The Met Council is right dead center in the middle of this story. They know you and other legislators within the purview of your job are overseeing this. 
What does this say to you about the Met Council not even taking a short period of time and to reach out to you and the many others who are involved in this? Well, I think it says a lot about the need to reform and restructure this agency. And myself and Senator Dibble have been calling that for years. But I really think the issues around Southwest are the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, We are calling for this level of government, this agency, to be an elected agency. It is appointed. Uh, They have tremendous powers of taxation, uh, lots of different functions that they do. And by the way, I think these are important functions. We shouldn't be doing away with the Met Council, but it should be an elected body. Uh, And so uh, a bill was introduced in the Senate last week. It'll be introduced in the House this coming week uh, to make a fairly substantial I would say significant and long past due reform, which is to elect this body. And we simply say no taxation without representation. You are a DFLer. You know this. There are many Republicans for years who said, I don't even want it to be an elected body. I want it out of here. Why do you disagree with them? Why not just get rid of the Met Council in responding to what, Many Republicans have offered up for, for, as you know, an extended period of time. Well, I'll say there are Republicans that agree with us that it should be an elected body. And there are Republicans that understand that we have to have some regional government, if nothing else, to make things more efficient. Keep in mind, the Met Council was created by Republicans in the late 60s, uh, someone by the name of Charlie Weaver Sr. was a Republican legislator, and he created the legislation for the Met Council because he wanted more efficient government. He didn't think we should have, you know, 200 separate wastewater treatment systems, you know, around the, the, the region. And that we have, you know, we have a region. It's not just a, a collection of individual cities and municipalities. And really every large metropolitan area has some sort of regional government. So we're saying yes to regional government, but no to having it unelected and unaccountable. Okay, let's get to the crux of this. In your view, how have we arrived here? How is it possible this project, which has been going on forever, is already a billion over budget? We, with this latest situation unfolding yesterday, we don't know financially how much more this might add, we don't know what this is going to do to the completion date. How has this all happened? Well, another excellent question. Um, you know, there were a series of decisions that were made, oh, about uh, 10, 15 years ago that really set the stage for this problem. And those decisions were around routing this particular right. uh, transit uh, system in this very, very narrow corridor in uh, geological uh, terrain around lakes. Um, it just made no sense whatsoever. And the initial, one of the initial legislative auditor reports that came out uh, over the summer um, or this past fall really laid out how this happened. It was a political decision. There were technical reports that said, 
don't do it through here unless you move the freight rail somewhere else. It's just too narrow to have freight and light rail together. And that, they, you know, Hennepin County, the Met Council, were warned about this over and over, including by the people who live around that uh, corridor, were very vocal in saying, this doesn't make sense. Um, myself and Senator Dibble about 10 years ago, uh, we put the brakes on this and said, you got to study another alternative to locating the, the rail and freight together. And the study even said it's possible to do it. It's possible to move that freight rail somewhere else. You Again, wanted that recommend, I'm, I'm looking that at store. I'm looking at stories from back then. You wanted to use Nicola Mall and the Greenway. Do you still stand by that, that that was the way to go? I think that would have been better than this. I think there were some other options as well. Um, you know, the original plan uh, was without the rail, but uh, without the freight rail on this corridor was a possibility. But I think the, the option to do it uh, along the Greenway and Nicollet, you have a lot more people there that can take the transit. That's what was, you know, really one of the things that we thought you know, was better about that line. So I think the routing decision was a problem, but then a series, just so many decisions after that, you know, one cascading after another uh, have caused these problems. You had contractors that we feel, you know, might have been uh, selected in the wrong way. And, and you know, all of this, I hope, will come to light uh, with the legislative audit report, which you mentioned. I'm so yeah. glad you mentioned um, and that's going to come really, we think, before the end of the month. Okay, let's let's be direct here and remind folks, Represent Frank Hornstein, he is our guest. Who directly made these decisions? Who deserves the criticism for this corridor decision, the delay that has added hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars? And now with the latest, as I said before, we don't know how much more money, and we don't know where it's going to be finished. Who made these, who made these calls, which have well, turned out to be awful? There were a number of, of people, um, you know, who were in charge of the Met Council back in those days, and also uh, folks that were involved in, in Hennepin County made the routing decision, but it was the Met Council that's ultimately responsible for implementing it. And, um, you know, we now at this point, need to listen very carefully to what this audit report has to say. Um, this is the first time we've had a objective, non-biased uh, entity that's going to look at this very, very carefully. Some of the other reports that have been done in the past, you know, maybe they were contracted by interested parties, if you know what I mean. Uh, this is actually, we have the legislative auditor, which is bipartisan, you created, it really exists for the legislature so that we can get the information we need to make decisions. And that is why Senator Dibble and I asked for this report a year and a half ago, and we're, we're glad that it's finally on the, the brink of being released. Should the people who push for this change to use the tunneling idea, should they still have their jobs? Well, some of them are uh, some are no longer in the the entities, but um, we we need accountability, and I think this audit report is going to to give us a roadmap for for how we do this. And 
look, there's still a long way to go with this project. <laughs> we need to make sure that uh, there is a lot more uh, transparency, uh, accountability, uh, and, you know, moving forward, we cannot continue to have these mistakes. These are mistakes uh, and, and surprises. couple last points, Representative Frank Hornstein. For the folks who look at this, uh, Representative, and I worry that it's not just going to be a billion over budget. It might be 1.1. It might be 1.2. It might be 1.3. And they say, let's be done with it. Let's not spend more money in this. What do you say to those folks who just want to say, uncle, even with all the money, which already has been put into this project? That's understandable. Uh, I think that, you know, a cautionary note here is that um, in the half of this uh, line, this project is funded by the federal government. Uh, Most of the other half is from Hennepin County, um, a small portion from the state. The, the problem here with that is that these federal contracts and the, the federal grant agreement, which allowed this to move forward, has to be repaid if there's no project. So, you know, uh, that's an issue. And then, of course, there's all kinds of contracts that would be broken. So it's not just it's not simple. It's not easy just to say no. Um, and, and we're concerned about that. It may even be more expensive uh, in the long run to do that. So at this point, I'm waiting to see what the legislative auditor has to say. We asked them. It was unprecedented. We asked the legislature on a bipartisan basis. The vote in the House was 129 to 1. You don't see that very often. And in the Senate, it was 67 to nothing. Uh, we asked the legislative auditor through this legislation to answer 17 different questions. And they're going to have a couple of different reports. It's only the first one that's coming out here in a couple of weeks. So I'm kind of, uh, at this point, I'm waiting for those reports. I'm not going to take a position one way or the other about uh, funding or the future. I really want to see what they have to say. Last thing, you've hinted at this a couple times, so I want to try to nail you down. Do you think people, either at the Met Council or others involved in this, leaned a certain way with their decisions on the corridor, on what is taking place, because they were financially benefiting from it? I would say that there was a decision that was made, um, a couple of different, the legislative auditor's report seems to suggest this, the first one, that you you had the railroad that did not want to change course, that really expressed a preference for staying in this particular corridor. But then you had... uh, you know, folks in St. Louis Park that didn't want that freight rail to go there. So because of those two factors, which I find be political, not technical in nature, uh, the railroad's preferences and St. Louis Park's preferences, that's how we ended up with this. And I think that is the crux of the problem. But did anybody Uh, financially benefit from this directly? Is someone involved in the decision making? I, I don't. I have no evidence of that, but I do have, uh, but I do think there is strong evidence that there were political forces that ignored technical reports and other warnings that this particular corridor didn't work. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you coming on and asking, answering our questions. 
thank you so much. Thank you for uh, your interest in the story, and I hope everyone has a good uh, weekend in this beautiful weather. Thank you, sir. Representative Frank well. Hornstein on the boondoggle, the biggest boondoggle in the history of this state. Representative said a lot. Texts are coming in. Let's stay with this one more segment. Am I wrong with Dave Harrigan? Oh, trust me, he'll be wrong pretty much every time. I mean, we're, we've kind of established that now. The segment should be called, Yes, I Am Wrong. Can we change that to, this is Dave, Yes, I'm About to Be Wrong. Once you make a good stance on a subject I bring up, then we can discuss it. Mm, interesting. Tiger, three over today. He's done. One over for the tournament. The highlight you'll see all weekend is him putting in the bunker on the famous six hole. Well, you've never putted into a bunker. I mean, he's won 15 majors, but you've never putted into a bunker. Not once. Not once. Well, I've also never given one of my playing partners a tampon. Yeah. You'll see that highlight, too. Yes. Well, that's already out there. (laughs) It's not what I would have done. Okay, it's absolutely not what I've done. We don't need to turn this into the crisis of planet Earth right now. We do need to stay with this crisis because it is a colossal failure. What part? Of this, we're going over three bill. You know we're going over three bill. What part of this ticks you off most? 651-461-9226. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 